Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Cracked fans to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. What you are about to hear is one of our many interviews we conducted on Media Day of the 2021 Lotto Elite Pro Tennis Challenge. Our Crack Rackets team is so fortunate to be able to travel to Wyoming, Pennsylvania, Reading, Pennsylvania, to take in an exhibition event featuring players such as Ernest Golbis, Chris Eubanks, eventual singles and doubles champion Makun Sasakumar. We also got to talk to former great college tennis players in Nick Bible, Chad Kissel, KP Sanu. We also got to talk to Roy Smith. Of course, all of those guys still ascending in their young pro tennis careers. We got to speak with tournament director Ryan Narr as well. All of the people who helped make this event so, so special. Hoping to get the chance to recap it all with our host, Dave Emke, my now adopted older brother, later on this weekend. Again, what you're going to be hearing is an interview with some of those players now. We got to chat with them for about five to ten minutes talk about the highlights in their career, where they're at here in 2021, the difficulties they've faced the past season, and so much more. It was a really, really fun session. Such a, again, I cannot thank the MK family of the Lotto Elite team for having us there enough. It's always so, so cool to get to work an intimate event like that, to get to actually speak with these players, have some fun with them as well. It's an experience we won't be forgetting anytime soon. So again, interviews from Media Day going to be coming on your Cracked Interviews podcast feed be on the lookout for all of them listen to as many of them as you would like but with that in mind Westoff, roll the credits let's get to today's show Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Lotto Elite Pro Tennis Challenge here in beautiful Wyoming, Pennsylvania, where we are joined once again by a returning champion here on our Cracked Racket shows, one of the original Cracked Interviews podcast guests, of course, a top 200 American former college tennis standout, my friend, Chris Eubanks. Chris, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. Doing well. Really excited to get out here and get to compete today. Absolutely. We are looking forward to that. And we've got doubles here on Monday. We've got singles the next two days as well. You are someone who will certainly be in U.S. Open qualifying. I actually have a U.S. Open wildcard question for you momentarily, but let's just start with this event. What are you looking to take away from these next three days of competition? Matches. I think that's the most important thing, being able to play as many matches as possible, put yourselves in situations that you're going to encounter when you actually are in New York and you're down 15-30 in second serve and kind of being able to play out various scenarios, and I think that's really important going into a big event. No, absolutely, and talking about New York, we learned today, Mackie 
McDonald into the draw after Federer and Chorich have to uh, pull out. Dennis Kudla is the next one to get in. And, you know, coming in, these are things I talk about, but there are eight wild cards available for the USTA. You know Brooksby, Nakashima, you can lock those in. Riffis won NCAAs, uh, and then you've got uh, Svida, who just won Kalamazoo. But outside of that, there are four wild cards remaining. Mitchell Kruger, Bjorn Fertangelo, Jack Sock, Chris Eubanks. What do those four Americans have in common? You all won challengers this year. In my opinion, you're a top 200 guy. I think you're worthy of one of those wild cards. Is that something? And I see a smile on his face. I hope you can all see it. He's like, shut up, Alex. I don't even talk about this. But I'm curious if you think you are deserving of one of those wild cards. I know you're ready to play qualifying, but I feel like you've earned it. Well, you know, I talked to uh, one of my, my college coaches at Georgia Tech, Kenny Thorne. He always made the point to say a wild card's a gift. No yeah. one's deserving. No one's undeserving. Sure. So he, he, he drove that point home. I remember in 2017 after I got the wild card into Atlanta and I got the wild card into the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of, um, you know, different opinions on whether or not I was deserving for the one into the U.S. Open. And his opinion has always been, no matter if I've received a wild card or didn't receive one, a wild card is nothing but a gift. So whoever gets it, whoever makes the decisions, USCA sees them as deserving of it. So at this point, the only thing that's set in stone is me playing qualifying. That's kind of where my focus is. is. And then, you know, we kind of we'll, we'll shift things if something were to change over the next co- over the coming days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully I will be knocking on wood. I will be keeping an eye out for that fact because I certainly think you are deserving. But, of course, with New York on the horizon, you've played in the U.S. Open before. You know the level it takes to compete there. How do you feel about your level right now? I want to say 25 years old, certainly starting to get your sea legs under you on tour. How's Chris Eubanks playing? Playing pretty well. Uh, I think this year – as I told you yesterday, he got off to a bit of a rough start with some, some early losses, some tough losses. But I think I'm starting to find myself. I'm starting to find my, my, my joy in getting out here and competing every single day. And, and, and the training has been fun and, and just kind of being ready to compete. I think being primed and ready to compete, doing as well as I can when given the opportunity. And I think that's where I'm, I'm sitting at right now. And I'm really excited to be able to get out here and kind of show. You know, there's no way to tell unless you get out there and see it. So. Mm-hmm. No, and not to get too meta here because this is more a podcast question than a live interview. But in the times you're struggling, I'm curious, is it more mental? Is it more physical? Because I watch you play. I feel like the serve, you're going to hit that 130 no matter how you're feeling mentally. And the forehand, it's going to be big. The backhand, it's going to be big. When you're going through those periods of struggle, is it more physical or mental? Uh, for me, it's definitely more mental. <laughs> definitely more mental. Thankfully, I'm going to knock on wood now. I <laughs> haven't had too many uh, serious injuries that takes me out for an extended period of time. My body is usually pretty intact. It's just a mental thing. It's, it's You kind of get worn down traveling week after week, losing first round, second round. You come up with a very big win in the second round, and then you lose to a guy um, that you felt like you should have beaten in the next round, and you're kind of you're questioning. There's so <laughs> much questioning that goes on in tennis. For me, it's a 100% mental. Um, luckily, I think my physical abilities will be there. My hand speed will be there. Certain things, it's just being able to get into a mindset um, every single match, no matter if it's the U.S. Open or if it's, you know, the, the second-round challenger, mm-hmm. uh, being able to take the same approach. And sometimes it gets pretty difficult, especially when you're on the road for week on week. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think it really just boils down to mentally and, you know, mental fatigue and kind of being able to lock in when you can Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And we hear so many players echoed that as well. Now, I am curious on the flip side, your tennis game physically and having watched you played 
comfortable amount, I would say, over the course of your career. Feels like this year in particular, there's a comfort level on the backhand, in particular the backhand return. Am I on to something here? Has that been something, you know, a point of progress for you? Has that been something you've been working on? And again, your game specifically, what are the jumps perhaps you've made this season? Well, my return in general is an area that I always can get better. Mm -hmm. I can continue to progress on, and I kind of, like you said, I know my serve, I know my forehand. Yeah. I, those things I can pretty much take to the bank. Sometimes I might get the yips on the forehand on a big point or something yeah. if I haven't played a lot of matches, but for the most part, I have full confidence in my serve, full confidence in my forehand. The backhand return is an area that we've been really, really working on and just solidifying it, mm -hmm. whether that's chipping it, whether that's hitting it, just somehow finding a way to put the ball back in the court and on the <laughs> other sides, on the other guy's side. It's just been a really big point of emphasis. So, yeah, that has been something we've been working on, and I think it's really the work is starting to pay off. Not just take it to the bank, take it to the Eubanks. But, uh, sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, I think it was the Riffis match. You played Sam in Orlando, right? right. That was the match in particular where that you mentioned the slice. I'm, uh, it's interesting to hear you say that because I did notice more chipped returns in particular. I feel like that's a product, once you get the rally to neutral, right, if you get a look at a forehand, that's got to be where you're feeling good. It feels like just using that return and getting it to neutral. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Just finding a way to simply that's all the return is. The, the server's going to have the advantage. Yes. Yeah. As much as you can want to you know, be the aggressor on second serve returns, if I can get a point neutral on another guy's serve, I feel like I'll have enough points like that that I'll be able to take control of after you know a couple shots. Um, so that's really been the, the point of emphasis that I've really been trying to work on. Mm -hmm. No, and clearly, again, it is paying dividends. Well, some fun questions for you before you go. Again, I'm asking all of the players this, and it's so nice to be in an environment like this, right? Homemade meals. You've got homemade cookies day in, day out. I'm curious, what's your chocolate chip cookie count at as well? And just, again, the intimacy of this event compared to the grind you've been on the past 40 weeks. Well, you know, I, hearing you give the interview to the other guys was the first I had heard about the chocolate chip cookies. I Mrs. Emke, no I apologize. Apologize. I had no idea, so uh, better believe I will be uh, frequenting, you know, a few chocolate chip cookies while I'm here. <laughs> I, uh, one of my favorite treats, I, you know, since I was a kid. So <laughs> I'm going to make sure on my way out I'm going to find a couple of them, have a nice hearty breakfast, and yeah. have some cookies and whoever knows what else. But uh, I'm really excited to try them. I've already had, th you know, two this morning, and then I was like, do you guys have some chocolate milk? And she was like, we do. And I was like, can I, can I have some of that too? Um, but with all that said, one last question for you, and I can't believe I forgot to ask this yesterday, but my favorite piece of tennis social media from the past five years, not just, you know, this year or two years ago or the past five years, Mortaloo Tennis Academy or the little block you guys had in Florida. It's you, Coco Golf, Serena, healthy crew as well. What do we see Chris Eubanks doing in the background as they're trying to do a clear, like, dance fitness session? You're breaking it down. You're remixing. I see some of these moved in. I just see the twerking going on as well. How fun is it for you to get to do that sort of stuff and just that training block, that, you know, to mix in the fun, the dancing as well into that culture? I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> Uh, no, that, that training block was great. That training block was, was unlike any other off-season training block I'd ever had. It was so much fun integrated. There was so much cross-training. We, we were able to, you know, do scavenger hunts. We were able to do certain days of boxing. We were able to do just so many things that kind of kept the mind fresh just because off-season training is very, very tough. It can, get, it can wear on you physically, mentally, and we always did something to kind of keep everyone's spirits up while still putting in a lot of good work. So that training block was incredible. I'm looking forward to another one at some point. Not exactly sure when. In, mm -hmm. but I can't wait for another one. When did you know you were going to freestyle the dance moves? <laughs> were you like, I can't do this routine? No, Sean T, actually. Yeah. Sean T actually kind of gave me the courage to go out there and dance with confidence. So I, for the most part, I was 
fairly shy just because it's in a, such an unfamiliar sure. uh, realm for me. But when you get out there and you see everyone else doing the same thing and you say, you know what? We're all making a fool of ourselves. Maybe, maybe I should make a bigger one, you know. So that, that's kind of how it came. About. I will say this: you were a primetime performer. Those were exceptional moves, even if they weren't planned out in advance. And again, certainly looking forward to seeing you compete here in uh, Pennsylvania this week. So, Chris, good luck to you not only at this event. I think we're going to have some wild card news over the next few days as well. Hopefully, fingers so crossed. fingers crossed. But thank you so much for taking the time to chat this thank morning. You. Appreciate it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 